Today, I want to talk a little bit about, not a little bit about something, but a lot about something. I, you know, I've been thinking a lot just about um, kind of self-defense, national defense, questions like that. Like, uh, um, I had to get rid of a gun that I'd confiscated from my, a brother. I talked him into giving me this gun that he didn't need to carry and so that I ended up selling it. But I used the opportunity to talk to all these gun places about kind of what they were thinking. And they were all like, yeah, business is good. We're selling just thousands and, you know, and, and I was like, oh yeah, what, what do you think people are worried about? Oh, there's all these felons that are getting out of prison and we have to be ready for that. And I'm like, man, I know lots of felons getting out of prison. And I don't think I'm worried about them. I'm more worried about the police and, and about, you know, other things like, I'm worried about gun owners. And the guy said, well, yeah, gun owners. There are a lot of people that are, most of the people we're selling to have never had a gun. And, and one guy was like, and I'll tell you something, I would never go to a shooting range because I'd be worried about getting shot by the guy next to me. And, um, and I was like, yeah, and on the highways, I'm kind of noticing a lot of kind of crazy drivers. And I, I'm kind of worried about just getting shot by one of those guys who probably are one of the new gun owners. And like the guy was like, yeah, me too. So I was, I've been having these conversations. And then, you know, then a friend of ours, um, David Babcock, you know, gets killed like two or three weeks ago in Cedar Woolley and uh, shot by the police. You know, they thought he was in a stolen vehicle and it wasn't. It was his wife's car. And he, uh, you know, his, his car was all shot up. He was shot in the back of the head. Yesterday, we went to a protest at the Cedar Woolley uh, court you know, courthouse and uh, so sad. I talked to his daughter and, you know, I just, uh, I just see this insecurity that's everywhere. Then there's the Ukraine that's being attacked by Russia. And a lot of people saying, well, we need to arm all those Ukrainians. Well, is that really the best thing to do? Like uh, Russia's this superpower. They're just coming right in there. They're bombing all this, you know, bombing cities. And so we arm the Ukrainians against this huge superpower, like is that really a good idea for Christians to be behind that, right? I mean, I, I get how people want to defend their country, but is that going to just lead to more Ukrainians being killed and more Russians being killed? And, and then the Russians just justifying, um, you know, just bombing and being more violent against Ukrainians? I think it will. Okay, and so how do we think about that kind of thing as Christians? You know, how do we think about um, just those questions about violence and, and self-defense? So... I just want to look at, I don't have all the whole, I don't have all the solutions, but Luke 21 is such a powerful text. Jesus is, uh, Jesus's disciples are all impressed by the Jerusalem temple. They think, oh, look at the precious stones and the beautiful rocks, foundations and everything. And, you know, they're kind of, they're patriots. And, um, and Jesus is like, not, there's not going to be one stone left upon another. That's not going to be coming down. Right. He's, and he doesn't call for the defense of the temple. And so we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. So Luke has a different kind of version. This is Luke 21, um, beginning in, let's see, I guess verse uh, seven. So Jesus says, Jesus' disciples are saying, when is this gonna take place that all this destruction? And, um, Jesus says, see to it that no one, uh, that you are not misled for many will come in my name saying, I am he, 
and the time is near, don't go after them. When you hear of wars and disturbances, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but then the end does not follow immediately. And then Jesus goes on, verse 10. Nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes and in various places, plagues. Wow. Have, have, have you guys ever been around a plague? <laughs> in various places. It seems like the whole world's had a big plague. Right? So Jesus is like saying, look, you guys, there will be wars. And uh, don't be alarmed. Okay? That they're going to they're gonna happen. But like you guys are part of another kingdom. And so just know that that uh, you don't have to be part of those wars. You're part of another kingdom. Um, and then he goes on, uh, before all these things take place, you know, the, the, the worst things that are going to happen, um, like um, it, they will lay their hands on you and they will persecute you, delivering you to the synagogues and the prisons, bringing you before kings and governors for my name's sake, like bringing you into court. How many of you guys have ever been brought before uh, judges and prosecutors? You know, and I know you all know. I know you all know many that have. We we love them, you know. Okay. And so Jesus says it will lead to an opportunity for your testimony. Wow, that's pretty cool. So don't stress even about that because it'll be give it'll give you an opportunity to bear witness to what God is doing in your life, right? Um, so make up your mind not to prepare beforehand to defend yourselves. So Jesus is not about self-defense. He's like saying, don't even stress about defending yourself. Wow, that's crazy. So, for I will give you utterance of wisdom. Utterance of wisdom is a special uh, divine, like from God, um, ability to speak that is kind of crafted words that are going to, I mean, I think more, more effective than definitely a public defender could ever come up with. And but more effective than a private attorney could ever come up with and more effective than anything. Cause it's like, God's given you this, these words. And a lot of times we need them when we're being accused and it could be, we're just being accused by someone we love or someone who's just down on us. Um, you know, I'm, I think it counts that God can give us, you know, utterances of wisdom and we need that. Have you ever needed like wisdom that came from heaven to be able to kind of stand up against someone who is like, down on you okay definitely you know i have you know and so jesus is saying so don't worry about what you're going to say depend upon me right um and then he goes on um you will be betrayed even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends and they will put some of you to death whoa okay that's that's serious business and you will be hated by all because of my name. So this is talking about because of Jesus's name. It's not just being hated because you're a jerk, right? It's being hated because you're associated with Jesus in a way that somehow is bothering people. And they don't like that, that you are, you know, moving in the way of Jesus and, and they're getting in your face about that, okay? Maybe some of you have had that happen a little bit. You know, I think Jesus is warning us and telling us that could happen more. Okay, so, you know, it's always better to be persecuted for the sake of righteousness than for the sake of just criminal behavior, right? Right. Um, yet not a hair on your head will perish, Jesus says. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. 
And uh, then Jesus says, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, Jerusalem was like way more important than Washington, D.C. It's like Jerusalem is like the holy city of the whole world, right? So Jesus says, when you see this holy city of the whole world being surrounded by armies, then recognize that her destruction is near. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. In other words, get out of town. Don't defend it. Okay, don't defend Kiev. Get out of town, you guys, before you just are going to lose your lives. That's what I say to the Ukrainians. You know, why are you going to just sit there and give up your life and leave your kids fatherless or motherless, you know, just because you're a patriot? Is that just so worth dying for? Is your flag? I don't think so. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. And this is talking, Jesus talking about Jerusalem, the Holy Land, you know, the land of milk and honey, right? The capital of that place. And those who are in the midst of the city must leave, and those who are in the country must not enter the city, because these are days of vengeance. Okay, like, what about here? In the days of vengeance, are we going to just have our stockpile of weapons ready to just pull out our AR-15s and just blow people away? And possibly get blown away ourselves, you know, in the middle of it all? Like, I mean, I think there's a lot of wisdom here for all of us, right? we got to think about this. Because these are days of vengeance, so that all things which are written will be fulfilled. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days, for there will be great distress upon the land and wrath to this people, and they will fall by the edge of the sword. Okay, so, like, talking about, like, I mean, not we're not going to get fall by the edge of swords. We'll probably get bullets shot at us and, you know, drone attacks and things like that, rather than swords. That's kind of obviously, but... Then Jesus talks about his return. All this is prior to him coming back. So it's like, what do we do? How do we get ready for that? So if we jump now to chapter 22, Jesus prepares the Passover. And Jesus is like this underground kind of leader of a movement. And I like to call him like a guerrilla leader. Like, uh, you know, he's, he's, he was living out in the, in the mountains you know, above Jerusalem, like on the Mount of Olives. And then he'd come into town and teach and then go back out and live in, he was living in the woods, like Jason Brooke. Those are called Roskaman. What's that? Roskaman. And so he was living upriver and then coming in and talking and then going back into the, into the backwood, backwoods and living in his trailer. He didn't even have a trailer. He was in the olive groves, right? Yes. <laughs> Probably with camo and everything. I don't know. Yeah, in the Northwest, so uh so jesus then the disciples they're they're just so crazy these poor disciples jesus gives them his body and his blood and then they're arguing about who's the greatest okay they completely are missing the point right and so then jesus says even though they're just being lame jesus says in verse 20 chapter 22 verse 28 you are those who stood me by me in my trials you know, however imperfect you are, you're my homies, right? Yeah, I love you guys, and you are the ones. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I grant you that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. Wow, I want to be one of those people. Amen. You know, I want us to all be the, those people who Jesus says, you guys are the ones that have been with me in my trials, right? Yes. And, um, and you will sit on my th on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Wow. So he's giving them authority, even after they've just been bickering about who's the greatest. And then Jesus says, uh, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. 
Okay, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail, and you, when once you've turned again, strengthen your brothers. So Jesus is warning him, saying, you're going to relapse, my friend, and I'm really sad about that, but when you come out of it, you're going to be someone that's going to strengthen everybody, because you, you have been through the fires, right? After you get out of prison, and you've been through all that crap, and you've kind of pulled your life back, like, you're going to have a message, okay? And Simon says, Lord... With you, I'm ready to go both to prison and to death. Okay, like Simon is a little bit, he's got a higher view of himself probably than, than he will after he kind of falls, right? And he said, I say to you, Peter, the rooster will not crow today until you've denied me three times. So it's like, oh, that's too bad. But, you know, look at that. Jesus loves these guys, even though he knows they're going to relapse and reoffend and deny him and everything. I love that about Jesus. That's why I just, I just know he never gives up on us. Even when we give up on ourselves sometimes and we give up on each other, Jesus doesn't give up on us. And he says, when, we, when you come out of it, you're going to strengthen the sisters and brothers. Okay? Right? And then he said, um, now here's the part that, that I really want to talk about. Okay? So Jesus said to them, when I sent you out without money, without a money belt, without a wallet, and without a bag or sandals, you did not lack anything, did you? So Jesus, back in Luke 10, 9 and 10, he sends them out and he says, uh, go and proclaim the good news, heal the sick, cast out demons, all this stuff. Don't bring any food. I mean, don't bring any money. Don't bring any extra clothes. You know, stay with people and eat what they give you and just, you know, just be vulnerable and, and be out there sharing the message everywhere you go. And you don't need money and everything. But now look, he says, uh, they said, no, nothing. We didn't lack anything. And he said to them, but now, whoever has a money belt, whoever has a wallet, take it along, okay? Likewise, also a bag, okay? So now Jesus is changing. He's going, okay, conflict is coming. Hard times are coming. So don't just go out unprepared. Like, get your, get your vaccine. Maybe that's what you need. Get your... Uh, car fixed up so that it's going to run, you know, pay your fines so that you don't get warrants, you know, um, do whatever you need to do to kind of secure your, your situation, right? Uh, save up some, you know, some extra food stocks. I mean, Jesus is like kind of going in a different direction here, right? And then look what he says, and whoever, um, let's see, and whoever has no sword is to sell his coat and buy one. Okay, whoever doesn't have a gun, sell your one of your coats and get a gun, basically, right? He's saying sword. Now, is Jesus then suddenly changing and becoming pro, you know, arm yourself? What do you think? For I tell you that this, that which is written must be fulfilled in me. And then look what he says. And he was considered with the, with the criminals. So I love this. Jesus doesn't um, different, doesn't separate himself from you know, from the felons, he was, he was, he was, he, he was considered with them, with the transgressors, but the word is criminals. Okay. I'm in um, Luke 22, 37. And then uh, for that, which refers to me has its fulfillment. Okay. They said, Lord, look, here are two swords. And then look what Jesus says. It's enough. It's enough. That's enough. Okay. Well, there's 12 of them. Okay. Two swords is enough. Okay. Where's Jesus going with this then? He's not talking about an armory. 
right? He's not talking about like, like, like a huge stockpile of weapons and ammunition. He's just, but what is he talking about then? Why does he suddenly say two swords? And then, then he goes into the garden of Gethsemane with his disciples and he wants them to be with him, but they all fall asleep. He's praying and he tells them, pray that you don't fall into temptation. Okay, well, what would the temptation be? You know, if he's just told you, like, make sure you bring your wallet and sell one of your coats and get a, get a sword, you know, what would he, what would they be tempted about? Okay. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and he knelt down and began to pray, saying, Father, if, it, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. This is right before he gets arrested and goes to the cross, right? Now, an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. Wow. Cool. I want that to happen to me. And be, being in agony, he prayed very fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling down upon the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping from sorrow and said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not fall into temptation. Okay, so, so Jesus is wanting everyone to be like on point in a big way and be aware that there's a lot of things that could go wrong. You know, you're, uh, you're facing persecution, you're facing troubles, you know, you start to get, uh, you know, when we start following Jesus, a lot of stuff gets harder. You know, things like there's spiritual warfare and spiritual warfare is brutal. It's like suddenly your housing situation isn't feeling very secure for whatever reason. Suddenly people are that you thought you could count on aren't there for you. You know, suddenly you get a sickness. You know, I mean, I got lymphoma out of the blue, just like what a shock, like three yeah. years ago. Like suddenly, like people are just talking crap about you and you don't even know why. And you and you and and. Or maybe you do know why, and maybe you deserve it. I don't know, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like stuff happens when you're following Jesus. It's not like everything just is up, up, up. It's not just the up and ups. There's like trials and struggles, and it's super hard, okay? Because Satan hates Jesus and hates anyone associated with Jesus, and Satan wants to take people out, and Satan wants to divide us from people that, that love us, who we love, he wants to turn people against each other. He wants to just ruin our lives, okay? So Jesus is saying, look, don't, don't, be, don't fall asleep. Be alert. Be on the lookout. Okay, now, while he was still speaking, a crowd came, and one called Judas, one of the 12, was, was, follow, was ahead of them, and he approached Jesus to kiss him. And Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? So one of his right-hand guys comes and betrays him right then, right? When those who were around him saw what was happening, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? Okay, they had the two swords. So here's, here's where, where Jesus springs into action and offers a different way. Okay. And one of them struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his right ear. So apparently he didn't wait for Jesus' response. He, they said, shall we strike with the sword? And then too late, the ears off, flop you know, on the ground. And then, but Jesus answered and said, stop, okay, stop. Okay, we're not going to go in this direction, you guys. I didn't mean like the, the swords were for that. I didn't mean they were for, you know, for, you know, for like offensive, like, like fighting the enemy, right? Um, what did, what did, what were the swords for? I wonder. And he touched his ear and healed him. 
Then Jesus said to the chief priests and officers of the temple and the elders who had come against him, have you come out with swords and clubs as you would against a robber? While I was with you daily in the temple, you did not lay hands on me, but this hour and the power of darkness are yours. And then, then they arrest Jesus okay, and they take him to the cross. So what does this mean for you guys? What do you think this means? What's Jesus, what's the takeaway from this? What are some of our temptations when we start to get, when the heat gets turned up on us? My takeaway for it, from it personally is like, I was actually in the midst of it yesterday. Like I have, um, you know, somebody coming over regularly to use the things I have to offer, you know, and, and he literally has like meth on him or heroin or fentanyl, you know, and that's a really slippery slope on myself. And then I have a lot of drug users coming to sell me their used things and stuff. And I'm like, wow, Lord, I really like, this is a really dark place. These are a lot of temptations just knocking at my door, like literally. And, and um, you know, with the weather going, being rainy and stuff, I, I have six screws in my body. So I in a lot of pain. And I'm like, don't get high, sir. Just like you hate fentanyl, people die from that. Like heroin's not good. You've been sober for like 12 years now. Like, so so that's like where I've been. He the Lord just continues to keep saying, keep your eye on me. So therefore, he is my sword in a way, because he is my my shield, my buckler, and my rampart, my shelter from the storm. And um and, and then he goes on to tell me to stay faithful. And he also tells me, um, like, don't, don't be tempted by the, by the world. Don't, don't really get too deep into, like, what the world has to offer you. Beware of that. Mm -hmm. And so those are the three things he constantly reminds me of, is, is to be aware of what the world has and keep my eye focused on him. So that's like the crow calling, right? the faithfulness and and the temptations of you know whatever it may be whether it's like oh i'm running low on that oh well there's prostitution there's drug dealing there's you know all these different little hustles you know the street people can do you know and i'm like nah, 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 nah that's not my calling you know so that's that's my takeaway from it keep my eye focused and stay faithful wow that's powerful thank you for being so yeah. straight up yeah. Anybody else? Like, what do you guys think? Like, what what do you hear? It's, it's not like Jesus is super clear here. Like, he says, like, hey, anyone that doesn't have a sword, sell your coat and get one. But then he's like, stop. Okay, I didn't mean, like, use it. <laughs> like, what's he talking about? Like, like before, you know, you didn't, you weren't supposed to bring your wallet. And, but now bring, you know, bring your wallet and you know, uh, be prepared. And so it's like, he seems to be saying, and this, this is the period we're in now is the time when we need to be prepared. And then also be like praying and watching. Yeah. I think that like, um, for me, I, it doesn't have to be drugs. <laughs> it doesn't have to be, you know, trying to get money, but there are so many things in this world to stop us. The world is so busy. You know, you got your TV, you've got your phone, you got you know, food, you got, I mean, like all these games and just there's so, we're so rich in um entertainment, you know, that you could be doing three things at once and and not even know that you're not doing the right thing. I you know, because you just get caught up in it. I do. I, I shouldn't say me, me, me. Um, that's my, uh, that's what's, when I get scared, 
it's fear-based and i don't i procrastinate something because i don't feel like i'm able or you know i don't feel like god's able i guess is what it really is um then i lot oftentimes i turn to the things of the world like that it, it seems like the small things but i know that they can kill me yeah. they bring me back to the others and um they they get between me and the lord and um get a get a wedge in there and separate us right it's easy to get distracted. Yeah. yeah there are so many distractions oh man am i ever i'm not a victim because i it's my own will yeah, I, right. I you know that's where the temptation comes in right we just we just uh we fall for the temptation to escape trying to control your own life and figure everything out on your own yes yes <laughs> and and you know jesus yeah. has a, a a way for us you know he says like the narrow path that leads to life and the, and the wide path that leads to death, like the wide path, it's a well-trodden path and, and so many are on it, right? right? But like, how do we get on that narrow path? And, you know, a lot of it has to do with prayer and, and prayer. What is prayer? Like prayer, talking to God. We don't have to like have, you know, we can pray all the time. We can pray every time you can be driving and you could be laying in your bed, tossing and turning. I mean, we got to be making prayer a normal, regular part of our life. Prayer goes both ways, though. Prayer is also God speaking to us. So what is God saying to us, right? And, and it's praise. Like, just it's praise to him for us just to come with him, come to him with our problems, the things that we need. That's yeah, and also to, like, be prepared, you know, by the dry beans. <laughs> and, and fill up your gas tank and... You know, because a yeah. lot of people weren't expecting the gas to fill up just like overnight. Totally. And so to have some kind of money in reserve to sustain that and not have to depend so much on the world. Yeah. So. I think that's right. And we need to be thinking in advance about different scenarios. Like what happens if we're if it's 11 o'clock and the cops start following us and and they seem a little aggressive the way they're driving or this or that or. You know, I mean, what happens? Are we going to step on the gas or are we going to like, what are we going to do? What if they pull us over? And what if they're, you know, what if we're someone that has a record and they, and they, and, and we're actually driving one of our cars that is in our name yeah. and, and you know what, like, how do we, how do we get right? I don't want to lose anyone. Like, I'm so sad about David Babcock. I love that guy. He was such a precious guy and he's gone and it's such a crime. And, and like, and that, it's happening in our hometown. Yes. Yeah. So it's not like we're just seeing it on our news. It's affecting us personally. It's yeah. affecting us personally. And that's not the only time that's happened. I know no. a lot of times that cops have shot people no. that we've known and nothing's happened about it. Yeah. Okay. So we need to be alert about the cops shooting people or just human beings, other people. You know, there's plenty of other people that are trigger happy, right? Like how do we need to be prepared in our minds and, and not, not just think it's all about us though too remember you know not to worry because god will give us uh he'll give us the words you know he'll give us a way of escape and so we need to be listening and not just going based on our our reaction you know we can we we have re, we have reactivity because of traumas that we've been through like a lot of people are so scared of the cops they'll just put their the pedal to the metal as soon as they see one right and so so we need to be aware we need to get healing from that trauma so we're not just in a reactive mode when you know when we get it when trouble comes our way right we need to be rehearsing things or 
Yeah. It's just the fact that we have to be afraid of the police. You know, like if I was in a place that it was not anybody, you know, if there was nothing around, I wouldn't want to pull over, but I would run that risk maybe of getting shot. I would want to pull over in a light place where there's people, you know, at a place where there's others. And um, and we're told that we can do that, but if you have the wrong officer, and it's like, oh, that's a problem girl. She used to steal all the time. Yeah, or whatever. Right. So I want us to be, I want us to be thinking, you know, like Jesus says, we have to be like wise as serpents and harmless as doves, right? And so like, let's practice being that way, okay? And, and then, you know, the more we learn how to do that, that's going to keep us alive. And, you know, God needs us to be alive, not dead for some stupid reason, dying for some stupid reason. We want to stay alive because we got work to do. Yeah. And the, and the more we get wise and grow in our faith, the more we're going to have influence of people around us and people are going to be moved by our example. Really yeah, Grace? Well, I don't know exactly, but. I just wondered, like in Honduras, people walk with their machetes, but it could, if they're not violent people, they could have a machete because they're safe. Well, I think one thing it means is that women who are potentially quite vulnerable to, you know, being preyed on, okay, you, you need to like be very alert and know that there's predators and you got to be careful, right? And kids. Well, Robin said the, the word is the, the word of the Lord. What is the sword is the Lord's word? Yeah. The sword is the Lord's word. And yeah, that's, a, that's, our, that's our artillery is our wisdom. I wanted to read this chapter of Second Corinthians 10. This is really cool. Um, in verse four, beginning of verse four. Okay, this says, for though we walk in the flesh, though we walk in the flesh, okay, all of us do, right? Um, the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. Okay, the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. So they're not guns, knives, swords, drones, you know, our, our ability to intimidate people through our loud voice or whatever it is, right? Why did God say to sell your coat and get a sword? Do you think he was talking about the sword? If you well, don't have one, you sell your coat and get one. I think he's saying that, like, like before when he sent people out vulnerably and said, you know, when you go out, don't bring money. Don't bring sandals, you know, go out. He, because we, when we go out and be, we bear witness in the world, we want to go out, you know, in a state of dependency. Like we go out as, as and we receive people's hospitality and we share it from a low place of humility. Okay, but then when you're being persecuted for, for being a follower of Jesus, you need to be like on point and astute and aware of the traps. And you don't want to fall into traps. See, we want to also be wise. Jesus was wise. That's why he slept on the mountain of Olives, Mount of Olives. And he and he moved back and forth. And he he was secret. The reason that he got that they hired Judas to snitch on him was because no one wanted to arrest him while he was with the crowd, because the crowd would side with Jesus. So they wanted to know when's Jesus alone and vulnerable. And Judas snitched on him and said he goes to the Mount of Olives, right? And and you know, but I think we want to be aware of just the enemy's plans. Uh, now we're in Second Corinthians 10, verse 4. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. 
For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Okay. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So taking thoughts captive. So thinking about like Sarah, what does that mean, Sarah, for you to take a thought captive when you're thinking about the screws that are in your body's hurting because of the weather? How do you take a thought captive? Just, just I, I ask the Lord to just take authority over my thinking and to hold captive my thoughts and give me the right thinking. But this says you take thoughts captive. I do take thoughts captive. Take authority over the enemy. Yeah, so you can say in Jesus' name. I just turn away from that thought and I, I just, I, you know, I turn away from that accusing voice, that tempting voice, that tempting thought, right? You rebuke it in Jesus name. Okay. We are ready. Um, so being raised up against the knowledge of God. So we are destroying speculations. Speculations would be just thinking about, think if I did this, I could do that. This could happen. And we're just like schemes, schemes, right? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, our will. Yeah, our will, not God's will. I think this is really powerful. And, and how are we going to learn what it is? We just have to try to practice it somehow, right? Jesus never walked around the store. Yeah, that was funny. I think he did have sandals Jesus stopped his disciples from using the weapons, right? He, he took the guy's ear that fell on the ground and put it back up there and went, he healed. I mean, that would have been crazy. I think I'd be blown away if I was like anybody watching that. Okay, so he's not about violence. He's about like another way. Okay, and that's what we just, spiritual warfare. Okay, so, but he's, I think he is saying something about now's the time to like be on your guard and be watchful and be careful and be smart. We got to be smart. Okay. Right. We don't want to be dumb and in a way, right? We want to be like watching. Julio is a very wise guy. He's very astute. Very he knows what to do. We need to learn. Uh, a lot of us are already very wise. We have a lot of survival skills. Like you're alive. Look at all of you. And you've been through a lot. I bet Jason Brooks has almost died more than five times. Oh, God, yes. So anyway, I want us to just pray because I, I told you I don't have all the answers about this text. But, but a lot of times we don't talk about difficult scriptures like that, like that one, right? And we need to. And uh, my hope is that we would all flourish and just grow and become stronger, right? Rather than just, we don't want to lose any of our people. We don't want to lose even one of us, one of you guys. And we don't want to lose any of the ones that we know out there in the streets that we want to see get restored. I don't want to see any more David Babcocks getting shot by the Cedar Willie police or any police or any one who's not police for that matter too, right? So let's pray. So God, I pray for your wisdom that you would show us how to not walk according to the flesh according to just our own what's right in our own eyes and what we think is best but just a, a lot of us have already been humbled because we've seen that what we think is best really wasn't a very good idea got us into worse trouble so thank you that that a lot of us are already there 
uh, just help us to know that we can speak to you in prayer and, uh, and just make us alert and remind us to be, to be alert and to be awake and to pray without ceasing, to be watchful and to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And I just pray that you would you just bless everyone here and give us um, special protection and just help us to remember your word and remember the authority that we have in your name, Jesus, to uh, destroy speculations and, you know, and to use our authority to, uh, to go against the temptations and to choose life rather than just the wide path that leads to death. Help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.